0: How do I put this in? There we go. Okie dokie. Um... Okay. That works. Okay. And... Hi guys! Thank you so much for coming back to another podcast episode. This is a podcast I've been meaning to watch that. I'm your host, Monica, and I am joined by an awesome guest host. Guest, why don't you introduce yourself for us?
1: Uh, hi, my name is John mm-hmm. Daniel, and I am the managing editor for the Cinema Spot. And I'm also a graduate student at the University of Guam. Oh! So that's cool also. Yeah. That's so dope.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, guys. Today, we're talking about Atlanta, the amazing FX show. Uh, So excited to get into it. But before we do that, we're going to talk about Can't Wait to Watch. We're going to talk about movies and TV shows we cannot wait that are coming out soon. Um, one thing that I can't wait to watch I was going to say Black Phone, but I think that's on streaming now. So, hopefully, you can see it in theaters. But, like, yeah. sometimes when you like, want to see stuff, you get busy, and then you're like, yeah. oh, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. And then that happy with me and then and now i have to wait until now i have to watch it on streaming i think it's on peacock and i don't have peacock so i'm just gonna pirate it
1: yeah it's one of those streaming services where i don't think i have access to that where i live mm-hmm. but i feel like with netflix disney plus and HBO max those are the the more renowned mm-hmm. i guess apps that they have out right now I think Paramount Plus and Peacock are the more... And even AMC Plus, they're not as uh, popular right now.
0: Yeah, AMC Plus, I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Yeah, I I think it's new. I don't Mm. know if a lot of people use that at the moment. But that's something that I also found out earlier this year.
0: I'm gonna be honest and say that AMC Plus, it gives you like... Where I live, I live in the States. I live in Atlanta specifically funny because we're talking about the show Atlanta but anyways uh I live here in Atlanta and like AMC has like this gold members thing you know mm-hmm. not the, a streaming movie service theater. yeah I don't know why you have a streaming service though because like that, that seems
1: unnecessary well because I think the thing that I think there's a difference because it might be two different you know entities because there's the AMC movie theaters and then the AMC Uh, television network Mm -hmm. and so i think amc is comprised of like sundance all black um national geographic Mm -hmm. you know in the same way that disney has um marvel and fx networks and hulu and all that Mm -hmm. so i think it's like a different like enterprise of Um, this and that
0: yeah i remember talking to jordan and he told me that like disney plus they don't have hulu in the uk so mm, yeah. everything on hulu is on disney plus so it's like weird to see like american horror story or shows like atlanta or other shows that are like more adult on there next to like the kids shows like next to the disney channel yeah. original movies like that's kind of like interesting
1: yeah because i i don't know what the deal is with hulu because hulu has a lot of animated series you know i i don't have it myself mm-hmm. but i would imagine that like from what i've seen they have like into the dark and they have that movie fresh mm-hmm. uh the, the cannibal movie the cannibal movie um, with um, sebastian yeah Brand. yeah
0: i'm actually i um, want to watch it like i'm not gonna lie like i love Hannibal. i love that show hannibal yes. so it's right on my alley. i'm curious about that hannibal oh yeah. uh, well okay that
1: and fresh um, I feel like it's worth a watch,
0: you know what I mean?
1: Because I've only ever seen Silence of the Lambs, and I mm-hmm. want to see Manhunter, and then I think what comes after is Hannibal, and then something else. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what the film series is, but I've heard good things about Hannibal, the, the show.
0: Yeah, the show's really good. Like, Mads McKennelson and Hugh Dancy, Darcy, amazing. Um, is there anything that you're excited to watch that's coming out soon? Any like new releases you can't wait to see?
1: Um, I think Pearl is coming up next month, and then... Oh, that's the I'm prequel not, yeah. to
0: X! That yeah, movie with Kid Cudi? <laughs> yeah,
1: I've seen that in the theater, and I think there's some, you know, because you were talking about, um, the Black foam. I feel like with the Black foam that's something that you have to see in the theater. Mm. And it's the same thing with Nope. I feel like you need to see that in the theater. Like, you know, there's some movies that you need to see uh, in the, the theater as opposed to, yeah, well, yeah, the the experience of that yeah. as opposed to, you know, online. I feel um, like. Real well, quick, I guess.
0: Josh, yeah. your microphone's doing the staticky thing. Um,
1: oh, okay. Um, sorry, I thought it was. Like... I can do... Yeah, it's the iPad that I'm using at play. Okay, sorry okay try this microphone now.
0: give us a second technical difficulties um editor please cut this part out but i totally agree with you when you're talking about um having to go see movies in the theater because there's a sense of community when like you're watching something together with other people and the kind of movie theaters i love are movie theaters where people talk because i don't care i see it as like director's commentary but for free you know? Like yeah. I wanna hear your thoughts. I wanna know what you think. I wanna know like like if you something stupid happened on screen, I'll choose to the screen the screen like that was stupid I'll be like, Yeah, quietly in my head but yeah. like I don't mind a little disruption sometimes. You need to add a little bit extra to the movie, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean there's because we have this conversation, you know, online where you don't wanna to have too much disruption and that's the really big thing with the blockbuster movies mm-hmm. such as the marvel movies in particular and how people are really yelling and can't really hear the dialogue or whatever is happening on screen mm. so like you said yeah very little disruption or distraction
0: okay yeah um do you have i don't know it's still doing the thing with audio i'm not sure
1: okay oh yeah just oh, yeah. switch over to try this out
0: yeah like there are so many movies nope I do want to see um X I tried to see with like a friend of mine the movie theater was not full but every time I have gone to like see a movie with other people I just like it when people are just kind of like reacting the same way that you are you know it's fun you know Okay, dokie, um, well I think the covers are Can't Wait to Watch segment, so we're gonna hop right into talking about Atlanta. Guys, Atlanta is a show on FX, it has three seasons, the fourth season is coming out September 16th. I love how Donald Glover was like, I'm gonna leave for four years and when I come back, we should wrap this up and I'm gonna go do my thing, alright? Y'all ain't gonna have me for these episodes anymore. Y'all are gonna, no. We're gonna get this done, we're gonna wrap it up, and that's how it's gonna be. You know what I mean? One thing that I do love sorry about Atlanta, that. it's okay. The surrealism, how it changes and bends reality. Season one, here's the thing each season has changed and because of the completely different.
1: Yeah, I, uh, sorry, I didn't hear, like, a good chunk of what you were saying, um, like the past 30 seconds.
0: Um, I was just saying that, like, Atlanta has truly, like, season one, you know, it's like we're learning about. Earn. we're learning about how he wants to be a rapper and then after we learn that we see that you know um not Earn, paperboy yeah wait whose paperboy's name is alfred
1: yes uh alfred miles oh my
0: god josh why don't you talk a little bit about um what you love about atlanta
1: i mean we can start with what we love right uh about the show compared to what we hate about it i don't know (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't know because so here's what made me want to see that show was I think this was November 2011 with Heartbeat mm-hmm. and you know when that song came on um, on the radio that's when I was thinking about um, I should really look this guy up on YouTube and how that song kind of you know what that message is about and when you kind of I think two years later when he came out with because the internet mm-hmm. that's when he you know he really talked about what was what social media is like at that time in two thousand and thirteen, and I think it really translates well into the show uh with atlanta and so when you do see atlanta you, it's usually like when you look at it on the surface, it's a really about the rappers and you know the lifestyle in that area mm-hmm. of the u s but when you look into it deeper, you kind of look at uh you kind of notice how society is changed or is changing because of social media. Mm-hmm. Like in season one, you have um, Alfred and he's getting into the beef with the influencer guy. Yeah. Um, I forgot his name. And how the, the Twitter beef, pretty much. And how there's so many memes made about him and he's really getting pissed off about that. And that's just one aspect of that show. And then... I mean, there's so many parts to you remember, that series.
0: Um, do you remember Teddy Perkins?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've you've seen season three, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so yeah. I feel like with the Teddy Perkins episode, that was a really good gateway into what season three has in yeah. store. Yeah. Because like the first two seasons are like they're very they're more like they are like comedy drama, but when you get into the, the pretty the Teddy Perkins episode. It's I feel like that's the most twin peaks that it gets before you get into season 3 mm-hmm. because I think with that that episode was supposed to be, you know, um a critique of what the Michael Jackson story is and the the Williams family, right?
2: Yeah.
1: um the tennis players mm-hmm. um, and all of those celebrities who, you know, um went through the bad, like the harsh parent kind of uh, figure growing up.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. also reflected in like the episode of season three, which is obviously like, was kind of like a copying of the news story about the, <laughs> you know, two moms that adopted all into black children. And then it turns mm-hmm. out they didn't have such a happy family. And then that reflected in that same episode. It shows that like a lot of people, when they started watching Atlanta, they just saw it as like a new show. It's a new sitcom, <laughs> it's a show about a guy who wants to be a rapper, and how hard it is to be a rapper, you know, yeah. now, day and age. And then it kind of just moved into, like, surrealism a little bit, and I feel like, I feel like that's so interesting and cool that, like, I love it, but at the same time, <laughs> I kind of want to stick to the story, you know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of want to stick like, to, like, the original, like, an episode, episode end of season two, right, There was the gun, you remember? Yes. And okay, so it. I have notes on that whole oh my uh, show
1: because that's what I was telling you. Um, man, where did I place that? So, okay. So what was that episode? So in episode one, the alligator or episode 201, the alligator man, right? Yeah. You have um, Cat Williams as the uncle. Yeah. And he was telling Ern about um, like you need that kind of item in the world as a sort of cheat code. And if you want to look at the, uh, what do you call that? The internet aspect, you know, the because the internet aspect of the show. then I feel like the golden gun is sort of the cheat code to kind of
2: mm-hmm.
1: get his way out of that situation. And his uncle was saying something about, uh, um, yeah, you need the golden gun uh, for the music business. And that's what the purpose is for that particular object. And then when you get to the finale of that season, the robin season, that's when you kind of rob another person's opportunity uh, of getting forward in life. Mm. So that's sort of what Ern was trying to go for. Not intentionally, because he didn't bring that, the gun to the airport, but, you know, just happened to be in his bag.
0: Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. I do remember that. It was like, that was such a strange scene. Yeah. When you see, like, him holding that gun... It's like, gosh.
1: I mean, crazy? I was more concerned about the alligator in the room. You know, oh, like yeah. I didn't. The I alligator mean, was that...
0: hilarious.
1: That was yeah. So funny. I mean, because it was just in you know, like I would imagine, like you know how with children and you can't really have children running around in the house mm-hmm. and you have those gates. I feel like that's what the, the alligator was. I, I can't figure out if there was like a one of those little gates that you kind of use so that way. People don't... You know, like, little people don't get around the house.
0: I feel like the Alligator... I feel like the Alligator Man episode is kind of just, like, a comedic episode. Like, it's just kind yeah. of really showing a little part of, like, Ern's family. And Catwoman yeah. was perfect for that role because he's hilarious. And he really I saw the
1: teaser... Or I didn't see the teaser, but I heard mm-hmm. from people's reactions of the teaser for season four that he's returning. And I think his appearance in... This episode, in the Robin season episode, is because I've seen some of his stand-up comedy. And I feel like he does well being a stand-up, you know, uh, comedian. But I feel like in this show, he is really good with being dramatic. Because Mm -hmm. I've never seen him, like...
0: Drawing in suspense.
1: Perform. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, stand-up is kind of like performing. You're trying to, like, convey... It's kind of like storytelling, you know? You're trying to convey mm-hmm. the story in a humorous way and have people engaged, and have people listening in and have people pick up on, like, little details you're talking about. So, like, if you want yeah. to look at it later, you can. So, it does, like, I get what you're saying, but I think it was just a surprise for me to see Cat Williams in the show mm-hmm. because it lent to the scene as, like, something that's, like, prestigious, you know, and Cat Williams is very much, like, had his DVD <laughs> sold at, like, the fish market or something. No, Not to knock down his career, but it's really cool to, like, see someone... Like, that is such a, an amazing show. And I think he got nominated for an Emmy. For no, he won. He oh, won that. Emmy.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that's one of my gripes about season two and now season three is that, you know, with the first season, because that was sort of their their test run season, mm-hmm. is that they won a lot of awards for season one. Mm-hmm. But then when season two came around, that's when shows like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Barry came out in 2018. And so it was harsh to have, and even Fleabag, it was really harsh to compete with other shows that were around at that time. And then season three, I don't know, I haven't been keeping up with a lot of shows, but um, season three didn't really get much nominations. So I was really bummed about that. But yeah, I I was glad that Cat Williams won that award.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that like, you're right. A lot of times in award shows, when a new show comes out and, like, it has a really good first season, they kind of just, like, okay, here's your trophy. When you come back next season, they really accept anything. It's, it's, they're very, like, picky about it, you know? Sometimes shows (laughs) will get that first season nomination and they kind of get nothing else. Some shows get the first season and then they're secure all the way through. The way like Blackish, Fresh Off the Boat, and Modern Family were constantly nominated for Emmys during like the 2010, 2011, 2012. and like there were shows like Insecure where mm-hmm. they are phenomenal, well written, great social like social media response, but only the I last was mad season. about that. Yeah, yeah,
1: because I think what was it? Um, I think season three came out in 2018 because it was 2016 was one. Seventeen was two, eighteen was three, and then twenty was four, then five was just last year. I feel like they didn't. I don't. I think with the creative Emmys, they did win some, but a lot of the acting in that show didn't win anything. And I loved how you know the, the performances and the writing, mm-hmm. you know, as the show progressed with Insecure, it was really good. Mm-hmm. And when you got to the final season, I felt like. There needed to be more attention to that.
0: I do think that, like, Donald Glover, he did an interview recently for his last tour. And he talks about Mm -hmm. how, like, he thinks it's dumb that he gets critiqued for a show being made for white people. And Mm -hmm. in a way, I think that the critique is not that his show is made for white people... I think the critique should be more shaped like, you know, obviously his show has like elements of black culture, referencing issues that people don't talk about in media, stars amazing black actors and actresses. Like, it's a phenomenal show, but there are moments in the show where he lacks the depth to really write something and for it to have the meaning you want it to mean. Or you put a scene in the show and it's kind of like, this is going kind of very pointed this scene kind of from a very strange point of view, the only you access, and that's not the correct one. Like, there was a scene in Season 2 when Zazie went to a party at Drake's house.
1: Yes, not champagne puppy.
0: Champagne puppy, yeah. Yes. Um, uh Oh, crap. What's her real name? What's her name in the show? Her name uh, Vanessa, Vanessa Keeper. Van. Van. Yeah. Vanessa. So Van goes to a party at Drake's house, with her friends and there's a scene where there's a black guy and a white girl and they're dating and one of man's mm-hmm. friends goes up to the white girl starts confronting her which is straight out of a twitter thread from the imagination of a delusional man because let me tell you something people do not care if you date outside your race or within your race they only care yeah. when you start talking about it in an obnoxious way and start putting down other women within your own race like it's annoying so the scene in atlanta is not that like Oh, he made this for white people. It's like you're trying to have a conversation about interracial dating, but yeah. where we're coming, the point of view we're coming from in the conversation, it's not the right one, man. And he also feels this way because his past rap career, as you know, he made songs where he, like only wanted to date white girls and Asian girls, and he has an Asian wife, and like people are yeah. like, it's fine. No one's going to, no one's mad at you because you you're not married to a black woman. Yeah, it's just I mean, not, he like, stated
1: that, yeah. and um, I mean, he tried to state that with freaks and geeks. Um, mm-hmm. His his line, like, I'm down with the black girls I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Something Filipinos, Armenian girls on my sofa. Yeah. yeah. And so like I I mean he tries to kind of back himself up, but I I I don't know because it's hard to. It was just you know... one
0: example. Like I think there are other scenes you see in Atlanta where like I kind of feel like you look at it and it's like where are we what are we doing here? You know like with Chet Hanks yeah. in season three. Yeah.
1: That was one of the episodes of season three that I wasn't so jazzed about <laughs> just because I had to see that twice just, you know, to review it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what the point was of having, you know, a white family than mm-hmm. Chet Hanks in that episode. I feel like, like what, yeah.
0: Chet Hanks was supposed to be playing like like what their son could turn into okay and it was kind of like this is and it's funnier when like the church was doing the thing like having the funeral and the kid is like in unison <laughs> with everybody else and the parents yeah. are just sitting here like
2: hey yo what's what
0: this? what's going on and like then at the end of the episode when the pictures came and the nanny is just sitting there with her child yeah not her child but the child, I the, said child the... the child figure. the child like, she's sitting there with the kid, and the dad's just looking at it like, this woman we hired has spent more time with our son than we have, and she's instilled a whole new culture into him, and we don't even know what's going on. Like
1: I think that's um that's a crazy, like, I mean, aside from the Chet Hanks thing, I feel like the rest of that episode is, is just bizarre to me, because, mm-hmm. you know, now that you bring up, uh, or, you know, the show, uh, that episode kind of brought that up, where... You have these kids who are learning or absorbing more, like, these cultures. It's hard to kind of remove that, I guess, from them. Like, you can't... They can't unlearn that. Like, it takes a while to unlearn that. And so you're going to be stuck with that type of child for a while. And then you might end up with Chet Hanks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's (laughs) also interesting, the part when, like, her daughter went up to the mic at the funeral and like kind of told her mom off which is kind of like okay girl we don't really do this here but it's also Mm -hmm. um you know it makes you look at like you know not nurses but maids and like nannies yeah a lot of them are women who have come to this country from a different country Mm -hmm. and you know they got to make money somehow so they start nannying to take care of these rich kids and you know they have to spend all this time with these kids because parents aren't around and they spend more time mothering these kids than taking care of their own and it's a real thing and it sucks because like you know but it's
1: yeah i mean i don't think white people do that i know that filipinos do that just because um they'll or even mexicans you know like um there's certain cultures or people from certain backgrounds that do come from their country Mm -hmm. into another country and then they're acclimated to the environment and the culture and the lifestyles and they're you can't really I mean you can probably have both mm-hmm. or you can like be more influenced by one, and so, yeah, with that, like yeah, because I did notice that with the episode and how the mother was more catered to the the children that she was looking after more than her own, and I feel like that's something that kind of hit home with me because i I do kind of uh sympathize or empathize with people who um probably go through that type of profession mm-hmm.
0: yeah mm-hmm. um yeah the show was definitely um taking some leaps taking some chances in terms of yeah. storytelling which you know it, it's your art if you want to kind of like change it up and do something different with it yeah i think it's great i'm I'm glad that there are changes being made, because, like, season one of Atlanta, I did like, but, mm-hmm. you know, there are parts of it you don't really like. Like, uh, we barely see Van. She's just kind of there. But yeah. But in season two, we get to see a little bit more of her. You get to know a little bit about her. We get to know a little bit, a little bit about her culture, which yeah. is drawn from Zazie's own culture, because she is biracial, but she is also German, I believe, and... You know, go, she I think she's German. They go yeah. to like a German festival and I'm pretty sure it was like she's been to that when she was young, so it like draws yeah. from her actual childhood. And to incorporate that in the in the character is super cool. And yeah. I think it's great. And also kind of like <laughs> it shows like Ern it's kinda like it's just kinda dumb. Like most men are, you know? <laughs> and it shows yeah. their dynamic a bit more. Like she's not just somebody he can sleep around with sometimes. Like he is her. He like he's her on again, off again boyfriend. You know, they yeah. have a relationship, kind of. You know.
1: Yeah, my first impression with the the Juneteenth episode mm-hmm. when that came out was that you know, I'm I forgot what the, uh, what I was saying. Um, or no, I was saying that Van and Ern are relationship goals. Really. Um, during the during the Juneteenth episode, because huh. in season one I just thought like, oh okay, well he's just a guy. He's he's trying to act sweet but then when season two came around he started to be an ass of himself and so i was like no i changed it. i changed my mind mm-hmm. like i don't like how he's developed as an individual but professionally like he's doing well
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's just that two different worlds like as a person i don't like him like i i'm starting to not like him and as a manager like he's climbing his way up mm-hmm. in the world. So, but I think there was something that he was saying, uh, Donald Glover was saying about how season three and four are sort of the Sopranos of this era or of the show. And I feel like when you look at Van, I don't know if you've seen the Sopranos, but Van is sort of like the Carmela so- uh, Soprano and how uh, how she's treated as a person. Um, yeah, I you don't see a lot of her. I I feel like the way that she's developed and written
2: mm-hmm. in
1: season three is just not. I don't I don't know what they're doing with season four, but season one and two, like you were saying, I feel like they've tried to make her more present, mm-hmm. but I feel like there needs to be more um, episodes that focus like primarily on her and not just oh there there she is.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that. I do agree with you. It may not happen because the show is about Paperboy and how he's trying to become yeah. a rapper. The thing is is that like episode season one and two I really like because you get to know Paperboy. And I feel like yeah. in season two he has a lot more personality. Yeah. You get to know him a little bit more than just a guy trying to be a rapper. Like I yeah. like Darius is hilarious. Obviously he has all the character in the world. But you know, yeah. even Darius like cools down a little bit and he like he and Paperboy kinda like become more in sync and yeah. you know, I think that I would like to see I would like to see more about Van and get to yes. know her a little bit more. It is it was kind of weird the last episode of season three when she uh started beating people with a baguette, and I was like, oh, this took a turn for the worse. But, yeah, um, her
1: her little make uh her meltdown or her mental meltdown.
0: Yeah, yeah, it would be nice to see. We get to see a little bit more of her in season three but she's just kind of thrown in there sometimes like she's there a lot more obviously like spending time with the guys but she's just kind of like still background and yeah i know the show is a surrounding paperboy that's another critique i have about season three is that we didn't get a lot of paperboy we got a lot (laughs) more of earned which was interesting but you know
1: well i would argue that season three has a lot like a good amount to do with paperboy as a as opposed to Earn, just because with the cancer attack episode and the new Jazz episode... Oh my
0: gosh. And,
1: like, all, everything that he goes through in season three, I feel like there is a lot that you can say about him, as opposed to Earn.
0: I think it's great to see, like, you know, remember, I don't know what season it was, where Paperboy was supposed to perform for, like, this white office... That's supposed to be like Spotify. Like, he had, like, yeah. <laughs> kind of, like, an interview. Like, you can see Paperboy is not into all this stuff, and Ern is just trying his best to, like, make him happy, but also get him to where he needs to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And seeing Ern just progressively, like, take over Paperboy's control. Not control, but take over his career, because mm-hmm. he dropped out of Princeton and yeah. he was living in a storage facility in season two. Okay, Ern is depressed.
1: He's right. practically homeless, we... actually. <laughs> yeah.
0: Listen, Ern just needs this to work. The so Paperboy succeeds, he succeeds. And he knows Paperboy Paperboy's gonna keep his word. And you see the links that Ern goes to to be there for Paperboy and protect him. To the point where yeah. like a gun is involved. Yeah. To the point where like we meet the Migos in season one, which is hilarious. But also like I like that and I want more like musical appearances. Um season all season three, Ern is just on it. Like even like with his masters, like Paperboy owns his masters. Yes. Which is hard to negotiate for a lot of musical uh, act, So for him to go to that length to keep him, to have his back, is great. You know, it shows mm-hmm. like, that he's a true friend.
1: I feel like, um, you were saying with... Well, the episode is...
0: Okay, what? Mommy, I'm in a meeting. I don't know. Oh. Sorry. Keep going. Uh,
1: the episode is, uh, season two, episode two, Sporting Waves, mm-hmm. or Sporting Waves, where, uh, you know, he gets robbed, you know, when he's trying to do like a drug deal. And then like the next day or like whatever like not too long after he goes to the streaming service. But I think you were talking about um sorry, what were you talking about?
0: Um I was talking about how like I would like to see more of Van, but ultimately yeah. the show is about Alfred, so I do want to know more about yeah. him, and his career and his come up. Um I do think the four year hiatus took away from some potential opportunities in writing for the third season because we went from just starting out on a tour and just getting on there and to him headlining a tour which obviously there's like some jump there but we can't know that because all this time has passed you know what i mean yeah and i mean
1: the pandemic really messed that up just because you know well his career donald glover's career also kind of got in the way just just because he had like all these movies like and all these yeah
0: um like practically
1: Pretty much everyone actually yeah
0: everybody in the cast basically just like load up and they're doing their own thing
1: yeah like like there was not a year where one of them didn't really have much to do and so yeah the whole covid situation really you know with their schedules involved it was difficult to uh do something mm-hmm. um oh no, you were sorry i'm trying to i i lost track of what you were saying because you, you you were talking about van and her development and then um,
0: uh, Paperboy and
1: his development. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because yeah. you wanted more episodes of Van, and I agree. Yeah. It's just the show is about Paperboy, yeah. and season three just got away from that storyline. That's basically what I was trying to say.
1: Oh, yeah, because yeah. Um, so season three does do that with Paperboy, but I feel like, yeah, season one, there was a lot of, there was a good amount that you could learn about Van, including the value episode that was a really um intelligent episode to kind of um pull from from there um season two i feel like they were trying to background her a lot like throughout they were trying to build her
0: story they were trying to give her the foundation that they did really give her yeah because she was just kind of like the baby mama and everyone else was kind of like had a lot more depth to them
1: yeah and she was even saying like i don't want to be just anyone's you know partner or anyone's uh, mother you know i kind of want to be something more than that and then when you see here in season three it's like um time has passed because you do like if you look at the background or if you look at the detail of season three it's that it's not the, the year after because you know like when season two ends uh they go on tour with uh with the other rapper
0: the rapper who was rapping so, about the milk right
1: yeah or the yahoo the yahoo or yuhu yuhu oh yeah, yeah yuhu you oh who so apparently he died so that was in that that year that they went on tour so it's like the year after so time has passed and i don't know what like no one knows what happened in that gap that they've been like the shows like season two finale and then season yeah. one premiere or season three premiere so time has passed and we don't know what happened to van we do know that paperboy has made I it think, big
0: i think in the, the industry name is... yeah County.
1: Yeah, there. Yeah. Um, because oh, yeah, he he was the guy that found the the gun, in that was that was put in his bag. Then he put that in his manager's bag, and then his manager went away. Hmm. So yeah, we got a lot. I I feel like we got a good amount of development from Paperboy, and I feel like with Ern and Darius, maybe like a good amount here and there. But with Van, it's more like here's. What do you call it. In the sea, uh season 3 episode 3 where they're uh in the house party with the the millionaire or the billionaire and you know they give her um she gets drunk and then in the post credit scene she has she's just sitting at some like Chinese restaurant and you don't really see much of her like throughout the season and then when you see her in what was it not the um not the cancer attack episode but the the one with the T-shirts. Let me see what it's called. Um, old man in the tree. It was right after white fashion. So the white fashion episode. That's when you see Van again, mm-hmm. and you know she's just there to kind of lie about being um, harassed by a white woman. Or no, no. I think the white woman was accusing her of, of stealing.
2: stealing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and uh, Vanessa was like, "What? I didn't." Do that, yeah, and, and then Irwin,
0: like came in, like really defended her, yeah. yeah.
1: And then just to find out that oh, she did steal something,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So we saw her there, and then right after that was like a whole bunch of like um short film episodes and whatever other episodes there were, and you don't see her until the finale. And that's what really irritated me in three is that you she didn't really appear as much in the show. I feel like, or in the season, I feel like with season three, I feel like I would have liked, I would, well, coming into season three, I would have liked to have seen her perform more, like appear more in the episodes, because I, I don't think she's been nominated for an any. I'm not sure. Or maybe she sure. has, but she didn't win. I think it's only win.
0: been um, Donald, I think so.
1: Yeah, because, yeah, with season three, that's what really irritated me, because I... I didn't like the way that Earn was written and you know I don't think he developed as much as opposed to the other characters. So to see him specifically get nominated mm-hmm. I didn't feel like there was justice. You
0: don't feel like um, he um, grew as a character in season three?
1: Well okay professionally he did you know develop mm-hmm. you know as a manager but as a person like this is not some guy that you kind of want to be around.
0: That he is. I feel like <laughs> the one thing that I found funny in season three was when the kid who was the artist who only works around roller skate was kind of like swindling yeah. this white um manager, trying to get oh, him yeah, to yeah. spend all that money. And Ern was like against it, obviously, because Ern was like, you know, he's lying, he's being deceitful. And you know, basically, Paperboy was like Alfred, he was like, well, I mean, my kids scam every day, so you know. Like him referencing TikTok and how, like, yeah, uh, there's Addison Ray and Charlie D'Amelio, those kind of people that got famous yeah. off of not as much talent as other characters yeah. have on the platform. So Alfred's basically being like, "Just let the kid do his thing. If other people can come up with him, maybe someone is actually talented and will yeah. benefit from the program and earn." And only
1: to learn that, like, that yeah. kid isn't really as talented as he thought. I mean, he
0: thought that. He was just,
1: yeah you was just that, like give him a shot,
0: right? Yeah, and yeah, it's a good idea to like let like underground artists live in a place where like they can be with other artists, artists of the same mm. culture, learn from each other, grow, live there free of charge. Like that's an actually good idea to have, mm. and I think that Ern goes through with it as long as like he gets a cut because yeah. even though he wants to help people, he still wants to cover his own back, and that's what you oh, see sure. in end of season two because Ern was fired as a manager. But the gun he put in the white manager's bag, so he had to stay behind. So Ern ended up, like, you know, taking back his spot, yeah. you know. And it's kind of just showing how, like...
1: Well, he wasn't, he wasn't fired as the manager. It was more like, um, you know, his cousin was telling him that if you want to, you know, have a place in this world, you kind of have to make all the right moves or you have to make all the risky moves oh, in my order gosh. to...
0: Remember when yeah. he performed at the college... And he had a yeah. Dorm, that I know if th- that happened to me, oh my gosh, I would I would hate my cousin. I would.
1: Yeah. I mean, he had I, I felt like he had good intentions, like making that move,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because like, well, I, I feel like he wasn't wise with leaving their personal possessions behind in that house or in that apartment.
0: Yeah.
1: Because if I had to come home or if I had to come to those people's home. Only to see my stuff like torn up and my computer like broken or whatever, like I would be mad too. So I, I yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, if it's a good, well, looking back, like that episode, that specific episode that you're talking about, you know, they they had to like hang out with the, uh, that one frat house.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I changed my mind. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't want to trust my cousins do that
0: <laughs> yeah it's very like it's just kind of like that thing where like urn doesn't really know like at the time he didn't know what to really do he didn't know who to really talk like he did his best so like you know paperboy felt like he needed something better so, like he needed that, like a real come up and then season three urn's doing the thing he's knocking on doors he's getting everything that paperboy needs And so paperboy yeah. isn't even like happy and that's i mean it's interesting to watch but it's also realistic you know a lot of artists, they start out and they're yeah. like, very excited about it. And after a while, it's like, oh, I'm done with this. I'm good.
1: Yeah. I think because with Paperboy in season three is, you know, he at this point, he's gotten like a lot of following and like he's he's allowed the fame to get to his head. And that's where, you know, like that's where the cancer attack episode kind of comes into play is that it's a wake up call for him pretty much and how he needs his throne. You know, what was his name? The white Liam Neeson character comes in, and he's like, yeah, can I borrow your phone? We need to call this guy up. And I think, oh, man, that was a really good episode. And um, it was a wake-up call for um, Alfred to kind of have his phone out of his possession. And when you see the the second half of that season, it's more like, what can I do now that I don't have my phone? And so, like, there's an episode... Where he's just trying on clothes and you know that he doesn't have his phone, so he's just like, Yeah, let me do all these, uh, let me do this ad for this for this uh company, let me you know get let me try out like let me apologize to the people. And then there's another episode where he's in Amsterdam and he takes that cookie uh with Darius, and there he just has an uh iPod Nano, he doesn't have his phone, but. He has something to listen to uh to use to listen to music with right, mm-hmm. so like a lot of I feel like yeah i I, I feel like uh the cancer attack episode was a wake up call for both actually um Paperboy and urn to kind of you know
0: I kind of agree with you on urn not being developed, which is why I don't yeah. think the I don't think the cancer attack was a wake up call for urn. I did think it was, like, an insight into Paperboy and, yeah. like, how he's feeling going on tour because, like, he reveals to us that he didn't even want to really do rap, and he basically just did this just to see what would happen, and now he's doing well, but something that's not really satisfying him in the end, and yeah. he can't write new music, and I was sitting there watching, and I was like, how is he touring? He does an album, but then I remember, like, there are plenty of artists that tour, and they don't have that, they don't have a real catalog. They have, like, two EPs and, like, seven singles but not, like, an album, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm not surprised by it. I think, um, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else for me to say about season three, except, like, it lacked character development. Not that it lacked character development for Daria, for anybody, really, but, like, I feel like Vanessa's wasn't as well written out. And I think that season three focused a lot more on this whole conversation they want to have about race and what's black and white, but less yeah. lot like, the story and the characters that brought us here, like it's okay to have like serial episodes and like bring in different conversations and stuff like that. But the conversations that are being had about race, who's black, who's white are conversations that people have already had. Like these are conversations people are having when the show first came out. So,
2: yeah.
0: I mean, the imagery is great. The show is great. The writing is amazing. The acting is spectacular. Yeah. And yeah it is pretty much everything. To, yeah. It's pretty interesting to bring up. I just feel like it's good that he, Donald Glover also said this in an interview. He'd rather be, um, he doesn't want to be relevant. He wants to be like, I forget what he said exactly. I might have the interview pulled up. I probably don't have the interview pulled up. I, I didn't
1: see that one interview that a lot of people have been talking about. Yeah. Because I, because this was, this is a guy that I've kind of grown up listening to his music and, you know, I've and... seen Community when it was out. And so, like, eventually i will see the interview it's just that i don't know how disappointed i am gonna be when i do like i don't think find I'm disappointed. out
0: pointed i feel like donald Glover is literally a guy who's like girls don't like me because i like anime like <laughs> girls one day because i don't like anime and he's just growing up basically has that kind of like idea that like oh you don't like this because you don't understand you don't get my mind <laughs> which like isn't that far off most of the time because he's very talented but it's also like be for real you have a kid who looks white but is black saying the n-word i really don't have time to break down the layers like i want to know what's going on with alfred you know i want to know what's going on with Paperboy. Yeah. why is darius going on an adventure in europe but he's not having conversations with anybody why did i watch a man die who might be tupac in the most terrible way possible like there was a
1: lot of like because okay well season because i have to let you know um i went to the virtual press conference for fx and there was a panel just focused on atlanta uh-huh. and he was talking about how season one you know like uh we were talking just earlier about how season ones of uh tv shows are you know their test runs and they may or may not be that great mm-hmm. and he was saying in this um press conference that um season one was just them trying to like have one and then season two was like okay well we're not canceled so let's try to Let's try to be a little more serious. Loops. Yeah, and then, well, while season season one and two kind of, uh, they did um, bring up race every now and then, mm-hmm. or pretty much every episode, I feel like season three wanted to push that in our, like, you know, push that down our throats, is that, like, even with the first season, or the first scene of season three, is that, okay, they, they kind of laid it out, is that, okay, they had, there's these two guys on a boat, and they have a conversation about um, what whiteness is, and I was like, okay, so we're gonna be seeing that throughout the whole season. And that's pretty much what that is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just that they really wanted to make that a huge thing, I
0: think and I was like, okay, to... yeah. I like the statement that they're trying to go for in the first yeah. scene because if you were watching, if you're like binge watching Atlanta. And you go through season one, and then season two, and season three is like this total shift in like tone and yeah. how the story is told. It's like okay, what happened? And it's like yeah. Donald's entering like his filmmaker era, like him and his yes. brother are like having yeah. fun because like they they got the very lucky chance to come back to another show after four yeah. seasons, like after four years, and like to have fans that are that patient and that willing yeah. to watch your show and discuss it openly Mm -hmm. it's something you should really be grateful for like i understand like um artists can respond how they want to with critics like you're a person you're human will you pour your heart onto something i get it but i also feel like the critiques that people have about the show are valid you know and the first scene in season three I liked it, but of course mm-hmm. it doesn't fit the first first and second, you know, tone they're kind of setting. Like, yeah, it's still really interesting and it's something to think about. I think that I don't, I'm, I like that they brought up the town that was in the lake, and that the lake, yeah. like, obviously like the town flooded out. It's similar to the story of Lake Lanier in Georgia. So that's Mm kind of why they put it in there. But, and I like the little thing at the end where the guy turned around and the other guy drowned. It's like so creepy and so scary.
1: Yeah, because when you brought up um, Teddy Perkins, I feel like, I I feel like when you see Teddy Perkins, that's the only episode of the first two seasons where it's at its most like creepy. But then when you get it to season three, it's like every episode like is dialed, like the creepiness is like dialed up by 10 or something. Yeah. Because it's like season one, like our uh the first episode of season three. I did not know until people, other people were talking about it. Uh, you know, like um that town. There was an actual town. I didn't know that. that and then also the whole thing up in
0: Watchmen HBO. Oh, okay. It was that was a setting scene for the Watchmen HBO show too. So it's kind of interesting, like little pieces of history that get put into. You know, pop culture, so people can talk about it and discuss it. It's cool. Yeah,
1: I like when the show does that. Like because again, like with uh with the premiere episode of season three, I did not know that was a real thing, as well as the two white women or two white lesbian moms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who like there was an actual yeah like <laughs> couple that were doing that to kids. Yes, the real. Thing. Like I did not know that. Yeah. And I was freaked. Like in my mind, I was like when I was reading that, I was like wait a minute, people did that?
0: Like, like, that was real, yeah, that happened. Yeah, like, a,
1: I'm like, I thought it was just, like, them being good writers or something. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, this is not, like, when, when that, when I learned that, that, um, that was a real thing, I was like, wait a minute.
0: Did you, uh, like, know that Kevin Samuels was the person before Atlanta?
1: Um, the YouTuber guy, right?
0: Yes, the YouTuber guy.
1: So that was not okay, so, um, what was it? Um, the Trini episode.
0: Mm-hmm, Trini that one old. was,
1: yeah. I did not. Well, okay. I I liked it to an extent. Like yeah. aside from, like I just didn't understand what it was about. Like I didn't get the point. And so even even the episode, the black and white episode with the YouTuber, mm-hmm. like I didn't know like who he was. I think I saw him, in, like in a, like in like a meme or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that. No, I don't think he's that guy. But when when the episode came out that's when people were like oh it's him yeah and then i didn't realize what what you know
0: like him being in the just want to bring it up real quick him I think this also brings to the point that like Atlanta isn't made for like white people like very much it's very clear that like even though Donald Glover does not tweet and does not post on Instagram he probably deleted his Instagram or maybe he's never had one I don't know it's very clear that he's still tapped into the conversations that people are having and yes conversations about his show too (laughs) but like it's very clear that he's still tapped into what people are talking about online and when I talk about like people I mainly be like black twitter and that's how like i know about kevin samuel's because like he 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 has passed away but he spent a lot of time on earth talking about women and how women should yeah. act and wear and all these stuff you know kind of echoing the things that alpha men say in their podcast but it was different because he's targeting mainly black women so yeah. for him to be in that show is something it's like i personally was like watching it and I didn't understand why he was there. Because the thing about Ooh. Atlanta is that Atlanta is a show that people know about and has a very wide audience. So when yeah. you bring someone like Kevin Samuels onto your show, a platform that has an audience of many different people, many different cultures, many different backgrounds, you introduce yeah. them to those people. You're introducing them to somebody who is not great. Same with Chet Hanks. <laughs> Chet Hanks is someone who should be ignored, like yeah. not even talked about. He is annoying. And every time you keep talking to him or you know inviting him onto your shows and stuff like that, you kind of like validate the dumb behavior. Like he's not hurting anybody, but it's like. Non- I, I feel bad. like.
1: Yeah. I feel like with season one and two, um, yeah, we had Cat Williams, and then we have like um.
0: You remember in uh season one, Justin Bieber was black.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> so
0: funny. That
1: was a good one too. I yeah. think um the way that message was portrayed because it you think about oh sorry okay
0: that's my fault that's okay yep. i don't know why it just said that if you upgraded your call will be extended did you see a little alert
1: yeah i, I saw that too I, <laughs> I was because they do that too with zoom so i i totally get it
0: i don't know how to extend my plan because i didn't know you had to pay for google Meet
1: yeah what yeah
0: okay um <laughs> no i think you
1: can hop off and then redo it right
0: okay all right, right great let's hop off and then like wait a second and then i'll send you the new meet link and then we can keep talking because we're almost done because we're an hour in so maybe just yeah. like another 30 minutes will be good okay so i'll just hop off Okay dokie
1: um yeah with the what do you call that The cameos or the guest appearances of Seasons 1 and 2, you know, we had Cat Cat Williams and then we had the Black Justin Bieber, right? And then I think um, the pilot, we had Isaiah Whitlock Jr. And he was in The Five Bloods with, uh, you know, with that amazing cast. But I think with Season 3, there was a lot of, you know, guest roles that kind of, like I noted that, like also, every
0: Jaleel White was in the show. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, White. yeah,
1: in the Justin Bieber episode, right?
0: Yeah. I feel like <laughs> it's just
1: nice to like. Well, he didn't say much, but just to have him appear there. I was yeah. like, oh, playing That's basketball. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but with season three, like nearly episode, nearly every episode had like some like guest role where it was like, yeah, we had Chet Hanks, and then we had um, Samuel, Kevin, right? Yeah. And then uh, that one episode um, that wasn't um, focused on like black characters or uh, the the Atlanta crew, right, was the um, the reparations episode oh. with the guy from National Treasure.
0: Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah,
1: the Justin um, Barta.
0: Yeah, and I was
1: like, wait, because when I saw that episode, and um, I I got to see it, see it maybe. A week or so before other people mm-hmm. and so when I saw that ep- episode I was like okay who? Is, this guy looks familiar and then when I got to the uh, the end credits I was like oh that's the guy from National Treasure mm-hmm. I remember that guy and that whole episode was just crazy just because you know it wasn't like it was focused on a white man and how he as a white man was like you know dealing with whatever white men deal with <laughs> and Yeah It's just like All um, Even The finale We had uh, What's his name From He was just in Northmen. Oh in the-
0: Alice Skarsgard. Yeah I
1: was like Wait yeah. a minute Why is he doing this That was so Like funny. when you see him uh, yeah. In that episode I'm like Oh he's This is like You know The charming actor That people know of
2: mm-hmm.
1: Well he's not like um, His brother Who's Pennywise Right
2: mm-hmm.
1: But He's a t- totally Different person but then, when you see him in this episode, in the finale, um, I'm just like, especially in one of the final scenes that he's in, like you know that specific thing that mm-hmm. he does, and I'm like,
0: oh my god, who
1: wrote that into the script? Who wrote that? Steven. Because I am probably I Donald,
0: am, Donald's brother. Yeah,
1: because I was like, this is on television.
0: Yeah,
1: and I mean, honest, yeah,
0: there have been other stuff on the show that's kind of like what's going on like oh remember the guy with the invisible car
1: yeah i mean that wasn't that wasn't like
0: that wasn't weird but it was so when that happened in season one it's like oh you know because like a lot of shows we're gonna be
1: dealing a lot we're gonna be dealing with a lot of that in the show that's like the first maybe well it's not like the first sign it's like one of the first several signs in season one where you're like okay this is what we're gonna expect
0: yeah, it's very, like, when you're watching it, you can see that Donald Glover is using the show to be whatever he wants it to be, you know? He yeah. doesn't have to adhere to your rules. Like, we're going to have fun with this. Like, we're going to, you know, bend the rules a little bit. We're going to do something dumb. Like, things have to yeah. be realistic. We go a little bit into the surrealism. And the thing is, like, Atlanta is always, like, tiptoed into black comedy and surrealism as yeah. like form as a way to like, tell their stories. But they go into it more in season three and, like, I just want to bring up real quick. My favorite my favorite episode of season two is when Urn is lost in the woods. No, it
1: wasn't Urn, It was uh Alfred.
0: Alfred. I can't yeah, because there's up.
1: that whole because I did note the parallelism uh, between Woods and what was that episode? Um, New Jazz. Mm-hmm. Just because in Woods, Paperboy has a conversation with um with that woman, and she's like, "Oh, you gotta not be yourself."
0: So. Yeah, basically like yeah. In this episode, of season two, the actress playing was like supposed to be his mom because the actress' mother passed away real life. Yeah, and so then in season three, with the same woman, with a different woman, the she had same
1: name a, as the mom.
0: Same name as the mom. Yeah, it's something where it's kind of like even though he's made it, he's doing all these great things. He's still mourning the death of his mom. He kind of feels like he's wandering. He doesn't know yeah what to do.
1: See, that's what hits me the most about um, Brian Hen- uh, Brian Tyree Henry's character mm-hmm. and just even even the actor's performance. Because when you see him in all, all like when you see him in Eternals, when you see him Yeah like, in uh,
0: and Chucky into the
1: Spider Verse, right? Into the
0: Spider Verse <laughs> Yeah okay.
1: See, that's, that's what I liked about um like everyone um because like, you have Stanfield and you have Zazie Beetz and then Donald's just doing like like spider-man and everything Mm -hmm. but it's like when you see um brian tyree henry in these amazing roles and then i just recently saw um what's that movie the the harder they fall Mm -hmm. with the keith and Mm zazie and i was like okay i like how they perform and then even zazie she was in joker with Mm -hmm. brian and i was like i like how they're still in projects together like every now and then and even bullet train you have brian and Mm -hmm. zazie i didn't see that but i've heard mixed things but it's just amazing to see these actors be in other things and do well you know outside of atlanta so that's what i appreciated about um about brian's character in this show is that you know with woods he's able to channel like his uh personal um like his, his himself into that character then okay. just to see him in the cancer attack episode that was a good one and the white fashion episode where he's lashing out at the people who are appropriating Mm -hmm. um his culture or his you know his lifestyle and then uh the new jazz episode where he has to run into his mother figure um that was a really good one for brian and that's why i feel like a lot of this season is it should have nomi- uh, given him a, a nomination for an Emmy. But it didn't. So that's why I was, like, scratching my head about that.
0: I know that... um I know Zazie got nominated, and I think Brian also got nominated for a Hollywood Critics Award. Um mm, But that's sure. basically all I know right now. Because, like, to be honest, Season 4 is also going to come out. So it yeah. might be that they're waiting for that to come out as well. And mm. I think Season 4 will qualify for the emmys the same way that the season three will but we just have to wait and see Mm -hmm. um i think one thing that i definitely want to touch on um is like season three's whole premise of talking about like race and who's black and who's white yeah and i think that although yes that's a very interesting conversation all in all i don't think this is how i feel like uh the show poses that blackness or whiteness is more of a construct than a real thing and that you can attain whiteness through like status and like the way you talk and the way you act, which obviously is not true. And I think it's also meant to be a spun critique on what people think about the show and how like they feel like it's made for white people. They're trying to like throw it back in your face. But basically like with Khalil in the episode we were talking about where white fashion, how yeah. Alfred is trying to take advantage of these white people. But they're basically using him. They're utilizing his blackness to cover up a mistake that they made because they were ignorant. And, um, you know, people could see Khalil as someone who's trying to cosplay whiteness to gain access to things. But it's really that Khalil is just trying to use his position as, like, the safe black guy to get money for his charity. That actually helps people. You know, you see the character that one guy who looks like he's straight out of like nba 2k you know <laughs> he doesn't look like a real person i don't know what's going on with him but he's in the room with other like black people but he, we don't even know like what his ethnicity really is we just know that he's tan and that, like he has a lineup and like diamond earrings so people just automatically oh that assume, guy yeah people just automatically assume that, like he probably is supposed to be in that room because they don't want to say anything different to like offend him or anything like that. Yeah. But but
1: there's also the Asian woman, right? There's yeah. a, also like a Japanese woman, I think, in the mm-hmm. room or a Korean woman in the room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, I thought this room was specifically, <laughs> you know, like
0: people of color. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that. I don't think that you can attain whiteness. Like, your race is your race. I understand that, like, there are certain social structures in America that people attribute to, you know, certain races. And a lot of people feel like people like Clarence Thomas, who was a U.S. Supreme Court justice here in America, they feel like he is someone who's trying to cosplay whiteness because he's married to a white woman. He's very alt-right. he is just had a, a long track record of being a republican and a conservative and that mm-hmm. p- political party is mainly made of white men so people feel like he's trying to pretend like is he white and like the thing is no he's a black man and i might be looking at a race more black and white than the tv show wants us to but like all in all i feel like atlanta was trying to do a black mirror they're trying to bring in, like, surrealism. Yeah. Black Mirror relies on sci-fi and surrealism. Um, And
1: technology. And technology. Yeah.
0: Atlanta brings in the culture and, like, internet culture at that with surrealism.
1: Yeah, like, social media, more like. Or, well, technology and, like, uh, technology usage, I guess, Mm -hmm. and social media.
0: Yeah, they're trying to use that to, like, make a point about that. And I I applaud the effort. I do think like, You know, the episode Trinity to the Bone also proves a point that, like, even though Chet Hanks likes to pretend like he's Jamaican, we know he's a white man. So, you're just, you know, you're just doing too much. Like, the young boy, even though he feels comfortable in that church, mainly made of, mainly full of black people, it doesn't take away from the fact that, like, he was born into, even if you're a black person and you're born into an affluent society, you are still black. Because money and status and the way you act and the way you talk will not get you a ticket to the cookout. Like, not truly, you know? Like, with the kid who is, um, you know, has a black father, but he looks white, of course has to like... Do yeah, you know. that
1: episode was... See, okay, going back to what I was saying, uh, mm-hmm. what was it? Um, The Trinity to the Bone episode, mm-hmm. I wasn't too jazzed about, and that episode, um, the rich and poor, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I I kind of saw, like, I did understand what the point was, I just didn't like how things were executed or like things were displayed mm-hmm. especially when he's playing the video game yeah and you know he's portrayed as a white guy yeah but the actor himself is black right
2: yeah and
1: then he's saying mm-hmm. all these things it made me feel like oh, okay i didn't like like i didn't like hearing that yeah like there's because the people don't know that you know he's actually black and he's like and they only assume that he's white and just they put the local paul
0: jersey on his on his wall to make it even it's worse. just pretty much like
1: the post Malone poster mm-hmm. like like ev- like you can see like it's pretty evident like from everything in his room and the game that he's playing and the way that he talks like he's a white guy and they're trying and to make see, like, like
0: a gotcha moment yeah you know? yeah
1: so even that episode that same episode where um you have the trio or the tri- uh the tribunal of uh three black guys and they're like so this, like they're asking all these questions to the, the high school students mm-hmm. in order to get money, right? It's like, or yeah, it's like you get a million dollars if you can answer all of these, you know, black questions properly. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then you're not black. And like going back to your point, it's like, hmm, like do you have to, like you were saying, like do you really need to, if you're born in a certain environment or in a certain, you know, area, like, like you were saying, like you're still black, right? Yeah, but then it's like because the whole thing with Donald is like, oh, I'm not. I I was born black and I was born in the black like family and you know, but the re- the way that I was raised and the culture and you know like the pop culture more like that he was um raised in you know like with cran he was listening to cranberries that he was you know he said that one time um he was listening to cranberries and you know like uh, the whole conversation about uh in the band episode with, uh, oh, did you watch the New Game of Thrones? Like, I, yeah, I mean, like you were saying, like, mm-hmm. if you're born black, then you're black. And then if you're born, you know, this, then you're that, right? So I, I feel like that second to last episode of season three didn't really need to tell me that.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: you don't have to go, like, you don't need to know so much about your culture to be that, right? And the Juneteenth episode made that point pretty clear.
2: Yeah. Is that
1: it's um you have that white uh affluent guy mm. and he's you know like oh he's asking like um he's asking urn uh what is your like do you know where you came from mm. like where are you from and then Ern's just like i don't know like just because i'm black doesn't mean i need to know all that right And i, I mean it's like I, I feel like if you're of a certain background too it's it's like if you're born like mexican or chinese or filipino or um you know if you're born russian or blah 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 right mm-hmm. it's like you don't need to know like it's not required of you yeah to you know don't have to do that. an
0: ancestry test to know where you came from yeah i exactly. feel like he's trying to say that like people base their identity too much on like their race and he feels yeah. like this third season feels a lot like you know how donald was kind of known for in 2014 that like he was a black guy who acted white, and people made fun of him for it. So now he's making a whole season about, like, what is it like to really be white? Like, what is it really, truly? And I feel like the best episode that gave a commentary on race was white fashion and um, the reparations episode. And I feel like the reparations episode is interesting because, like, I don't think people have been talking about it as much now, but it's interesting the point that the man made about how, like... A lot of people look at slavery as something that's in the past so you have to let it yeah. go, so you can move forward, but the that was a good monologue by the way. that was great, and honestly, it's very true what he said that like it was a system put in place that was the foundation of this country, and it was never really rooted out or stopped, and the effects of it still you know affect people to this day, and you can very clearly see that like this guy he's just trying to make it by, but I feel yeah. like you know you can see him like panicking, and you can see some of the people kind of overreacting. You know, like, even though the Tesla lawsuit is a real thing that happened, or it's, like, similar to mm. something that happened, basically that, like, it's at the president that people can sue you if they find out that your ascendants own their family. And, you know, of course, he's freaking out. He's scared and all that. And, of course, the woman who was doing that was kind of doing the most. But yeah. you can see, like, when he talks to his black coworker, the advice he gives him is actually solid advice. Like, just yeah. go down there and just talk to her. Just have a conversation but he's scared so he goes to his other counterparts that look more like him because even though like the advice that lester gave him was good advice and solid advice he also is just kind of scared so he's like let me go to see who like he wants to talk to somebody who's dealing with the situation himself and he's like they'll get it they'll understand because even though he's trying to act very middle of the ground he's still angry but he doesn't want to show that anger. He's frustrated that this is happening to him, but he doesn't understand where that frustration is coming from. And, you know, of course everybody is going through their own struggles regardless of race, but mm-hmm. the guy brought up an interesting point that, like, the struggles that she faces are different from your struggles, and that's because there's a system in place that is, you know, not benefiting her. Like, when there is a system in place to benefit you reg- just simply because you're white, then, like, that's something that you don't really acknowledge or think about, really. Because yeah. if you live a certain life where all you have to do is work hard and be motivated and you will succeed without any kind of roadblocks or any kind of obstacles or anything holding you back or anything put in place to make it difficult for you, you think yeah. that everyone else can do it just as easily as you can. And the guy brought up the fact that, like, that's simply not the case. And you know, it's not. It, it yeah. stops with you. You can stop this. And then him taking his own life I feel like is kind of like this unsaid thing that like some people would rather die than have to pay for their sins like some people would rather die than have to acknowledge the things that happened and how they possibly benefit from it or like have to acknowledge the fact that like their family owned people and that's something you that's you'd rather ignore and not think about because that's not an easy family secret to have that your family owned someone else's family and these people are alive and they're still hurting from it possibly and him taking his own life, is dark and like it is. It was a lot, but it's also. I mean kind
1: of that like... whole that whole monologue. Like, if we're going, cause I I have these notes.
0: Uh-huh. Cause
1: he okay. Hey, let me quote this. He was saying, "Um, I have a feeling we're on the same boat. You owe a lot, right?" Um, says, "Turns out that um that he had a lot of help, and a lot uh, his great grandfather had a lot of help and a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's only right. Um, what do those descendants deserve we're treating slavery as if they were mystery breathing past, something to investigate if we chose to um now that history is has a monetary value confession is not absolution slavery is not past, and it's not mystery it's historical curiosity Mm -hmm. it is a cruel unavoidable ghost that haunts in a way that we can't see none of us are perfect and so to have that whole monologue that was a well-written. Oh, it was a it was a well-written mon- uh, monologue. Mm-hmm. But then it's just the way that he comes into this episode because I don't know if you realize it, right? He appeared in the opening scene uh, scene of the season.
2: Mm-hmm. He's
1: the guy who turns his head in, in the boat, and then only to realize that oh, this is the same guy who appears in the you know in this episode mm-hmm. in the big payback. So I'm like, okay, why? Why is he on the boat if he's gonna die, you know, in the pool? Mm-hmm. And then what is his role in that post credit scene of the of the finale where it turns out that his name is also Urn and, you know, his backpack or his luggage was uh switched with Urns, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what that was, but like I didn't know why they wrote that into the season. Like it's just weird to me.
0: I think that like, um, I think it's another commentary on like sounding white. When yeah. you ever you lose luggage, a lot of times the, the airline will notify you and call you. So they probably saw the like, there's a white man's bag. The guy on the phone sounds white, so this must be mm. that. or must be his luggage. I think that's a theory that I have. It may not be correct, but it is an interesting post-credit scene. I hope they actually like follow through and do yeah. something with it. In season four. Instead of just like throwing it in there and be like here you go, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean, because it was that one character that I was confused with, as well as the, not Wiley, um, the Sox guy. Mm-hmm. And, like, how they just introduced him. Socks. Yeah, the white Liam Neeson character. I'm like, okay, you introduce him in the house party, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then he's just this balding guy. <laughs> and then you see him, like, in some episodes later in Cancer Attack and just what he does. And I'm like, okay, what is... What are these roles meant for? Like, what it, why I are they? I think he did? was just
0: kind of tagging along with them. They're like, let's keep a local on our team. And honestly, um. I'm just I, like,
1: why is he throwing away that phone? Like, why is he.
0: Because he stole his phone. Yeah. Alfred was looking for his phone, but he threw it away. Yeah. Like, I think that maybe. I think he was just there just because. Like, I think he was just there for comic relief. And, like, you know, sometimes they just kind of adding characters to kind of, like, beef it up a little bit more and, like, mm. bring something in there. I didn't see the point of this character either and, um... Well, fun. did you... Okay, hmm. so
1: aside from, uh, the theme of blackness and whiteness, right, did you, um, did you know that, um, phantasms, like ghosts, are also a theme in the season? Hmm.
2: That's okay, cool. so I
1: have, a, I have a theory because I've, I've taken notes, mm-hmm. right? And so... It's just crazy because you have the old man and the tree episode and how the millionaire or the billionaire he's talking about how he ran into a ghost who is is a pale black man. Like Mm -hmm. that's what the ghost is. Yeah. And how you know they're that weird um, relationship that the ghost and the billionaire had. Mm -hmm. And I was theorizing that the ghost is actually socks because why is socks saying that the n word? Um, you know, you, you know, like when he ta- uh, when yeah. Wiley in the cancer episode oh. or cancer attack episode, he Wiley um kind of irritates the whole group,
2: mm-hmm.
1: including socks. And then socks is like, oh, I'm the white Liam Neeson,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so why is or I'm the black new white? You know, like whatever. And then socks also at, almost says the n word. So I'm like, okay, why is he, why is that included in that character? So I was theorizing on that. Okay, because the one thing that the millionaire says to, um, to Paperboy is that if you believe in God, you have to believe in the devil. There's good and bad spirits everywhere, Alfred. Um, why do you think that there's so much killing in the world? Why do you think I have so much money? The devil is just as powerful as God. Everything is just looking for a balance and so that's what um, the ghost that that millionaire confronted the what do you call it the pale-skinned black man the the ghost right so the pale-skinned black man i'm theorizing is because why is this white man you know white like pale-skinned man saying like trying to do these black things so i i'm thinking that socks is a ghost but he's really you know a pale-skinned black man I mean it's just weird because like going back to what you were saying about balance, uh there there are systems or like structures involved mm-hmm. right and so this millionaire is saying that oh okay um everything is here uh, to strike a balance like there needs to be good like a yin yin yang type of thing going yeah. on. Yes. So
0: okay that's definitely an interesting theory. I never considered it. I just kinda of thought of the socks as like here's the weirdo of season like I think I don't know why 'cause Darius Yeah. Darius kinda yeah. kinda of ki- kind of like carries that title pretty well on his own. One. And yeah.
1: Darius runs into a lot of gothic, like, you know, with Teddy Perkins mm-hmm. and then the whole thing with the shooting range and just so much weird like even with Ern he runs into um because if you do look into it in the terms of see there's three things right there's blackness and whiteness and then the second theme is like the internet like because the internet like Mm -hmm. theme of the show you know coming from uh childish gambino but if you look at it in terms of the phantasms like ghosts right um you see with woods you have um alfred and how he is in the woods and he sees the homeless man but maybe it's not a homeless man it's just a ghost like another ghost so this whole show like even in the pilot you have the guy um who appears in the bus and he's offering earn the um the peanut butter and jelly sandwich
2: mm-hmm.
1: and just to see him again in band in that one advertisement about like chakras and stuff
2: mm-hmm.
1: just yeah so i feel like this show is also about like you, because if you do want to um, talk about surrealism, right, you do have to talk about like what is like gothic about the show, like what is because it does take place in the South, and there are like secret things you know going on. There's like I, I think there's a lot of components from the gothic era that you kind of have to pull here, and the ghosts are just one of those things that you have to take into consideration. So yeah, there's a lot of weird like gothic things in this show and that's what makes it the twin peaks for rappers, right?
0: Yeah. Uh the show definitely does take a lot of motifs and definitely yeah. puts them on their heads. Um, I feel like I don't really have anything else to add about the show, to be honest. I'm just excited for season four. Uh yeah. I wasn't going to watch season because someone told me the Kevin Samuels was in it and I was like, Absolutely not, you're doing too much but you said you like Atlanta, so I was like, this gives me reason to watch it. So I'm gonna yeah. watch season four just to see how it ends, you know? Hopefully, because yeah. usually the last season, especially with ones that have been on hiatus for a long time, sometimes the last season isn't the best, but you know what? We'll just have to wait and see. And I know whatever anyone says, Donald Glover's going to act like he doesn't care, even though I feel like he's the kind of person who always talks about how he doesn't read um, reviews, and yet he incorporates things from the reviews into the show, obviously, because they're critiques. but like, also like kind of the whole what's black, what's white, is, like, the main critique yeah. you have about the show. So for you to make that entire focus for season three and then bring something else for people to critique, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add about the sh- the Atlanta?
1: I mean, they should have just gave, like, the brothers, like, the power to do Deadpool, you know?
0: Yeah, they should if have. they didn't, like,
1: have the... I mean, if, there was a whole, like, hiatus going on, and, like, aside from the music. For like the, the album that he dropped in 2020 and then like he didn't really do much like work aside from like solo and I
0: think he's maybe um, been like writing because he has has a lot of projects that have been greenlit or he's pitched things or yeah, there are projects he has that have been ordered and he's writing a Mr. and Mrs. Smith uh, project yeah. for Amazon and also he has his Hive yeah. project with Kelly Bailey so I oh. think he just had a lot of things in motion behind the scenes before he could come back with Atlanta and also like you know Brian Terry Henry he was in Eternals and you know all the other actors were doing things so you know it was just kind of like let's give it the time it needs and see if we can get back to it so yeah yeah Yeah.
1: I think when the show started it's like you didn't know what it was what it was going to be about and then he says like oh Twin Peaks for rappers right I'm like, oh, well, I, at the time, I didn't see Twin Peaks. So mm-hmm. I didn't know what he meant by that. Because coming from community, it's like, okay, he said he was going to drop out to kind of, you know, work on his own thing. Mm-hmm. And he says a lot of that in his earlier, like, rap music. And then when you do see, like, what, like, when you do see the show, it's like, okay, well, the pilot's good. And the jail episode is, like, really good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, what is this, like, season one? Is like okay. Well, this is a good experiment. And then to see season two, it's like okay. Well, <laughs> it's they tell you the theme is Robin season, and so you would expect like okay, what is season three gonna be about? And like you were we were talking about, it's it's just like okay, he was pretty much incorporating this whole idea of this is America, and trying mm-hmm. to just keep on going with that conversation because mm-hmm. he talked about it in Guava Island i'm like okay well you did that there why do you have to kind of do it in season three you know because like to continue on that conversation
0: to be honest i didn't really like like guava island i thought it was i thought it was interesting i think it should have been longer i think if it was longer you know it would have been just like a little bit better i understand like the story had to like start and then come to a point i just feel like it was a little too fast and like majority yeah. of the show felt like an advertisement for his new singles it of his was music yeah. yeah and also like it's a flex to have Rihanna in a movie that you write and direct like that's a flex but yeah. like it could have been a bit better that's all I'm saying
1: okay yeah you that's how I felt too is that like it's long enough to not be a short film mm-hmm. but it's not like it's it's long enough to be a short film but it's not long enough to be a feature length yeah. film or like a like a blockbuster or whatever so it's like it's right in the middle like like i do agree with you like there could have been more well maybe not development but there could have been a little bit more somewhere in there to kind of you know give more depth to the to that movie because like yeah like you were saying it's just an advertisement because it came a year after those singles came out and i was like okay well what are these singles for like we have the the summer pack two songs Mm -hmm. um, and then we have this is America so what what are they about because when you when he releases his music in the way that he does it has to be used in some manner and then like you have the 2020 album and it's like okay well that one was only just because of the 2018 tour that he had right so I just didn't understand like why he was doing all of these things
0: yeah uh, donald glover definitely is someone who is a bit mysterious um yeah with what he says in the video in interviews oh my gosh with what he says in his interviews i'm glad he doesn't do a lot of them that's what i'm gonna say uh i <laughs> think he's very talented he's obviously very hard working yeah. he knows what he's doing i think that there's just certain conversations about race he's trying to have and it also doesn't help that like season one in his writing like his writing team there was one black woman. And they just started adding more that women I mean, right? to the writing team. So that's kind of why Van wasn't really brought in. Because no one really thought to include her into the story. And then, like, you include her, but you make her do, like, a whole 180 in, like, season three. Where she doesn't know who she is. Which, like, I can understand and I can get it. But where did this come from? How did this build up happen? You know, like, yeah. oh, she... Like,
1: yeah. I was with, saying, like... It's, you see
0: with Alfred, like there's a the whole powers, gap. Yeah. And, yeah. With Alfred, you there's can see, whole like... Yeah. yeah. You There's, like, of... a
1: whole gap between, uh, mm-hmm. you know, season two finale and then season three premiere. So it's, mm-hmm. like, like what happened? Like, that's what I'm trying, like, that's what I'm frustrated. Like, mm-hmm. Donald, get it together. Like, yeah. what what happened to these characters? Like, you do know that fame got to Alfred head. I get that. And the whole thing with, you know, Earn being in the manager, like, a successful manager over time. But, yeah, like, I was, as you were saying with Zan, it's, like, like the 180 it's like what like i'm I'm frustrated with that is like you know, like I'm also like wondering like what happened because, yeah, I feel like there needs to be more that's what I'm expecting with season four is that there needs to be more um you know episodes focused on her, because yeah. if you're just gonna end the show, like not doing that,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it's just like a lot like because you were saying that um Atlanta focuses on Paperboy. But then if you look at like the entirety of the first three seasons, it's like, okay, well, you have Darius like a Darius centered episode, which is Teddy Perkins. Mm-hmm. You do have that like with these three guys, right? Like the the three main guys in the show. And then like you do have some van centric episodes like value. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, where like if it if it's if you're okay, if all if you're only going to give us like these because atlanta is like you have in season three sorry jumbling my words but like season three we have the short films and they're not even focused on the the cast that we have and mm-hmm. i saw on social media that a lot of the critiques that fans were having was that um they were tired of those short films that didn't focus on that you know those characters like mm-hmm. big payback and you know trinity to the bone and you know like, all those, like, short films that took place in Atlanta, but it didn't have those characters. So if you can focus on those, like, you know, entities, right? <laughs> then why do you... Then you need... Might as well have um, some episodes on band, Right. you know? Because if you're going to end the show, like, if you're going to have... If you're going to end season four, like, if you're going to have season four and not have a lot of episodes on then, then it's, like, what was the point, you know, to kind of... like maybe if your character was only there to kind of add to the guy, like, you know, like the,
0: to, add to, her, to
1: be complimentary to the guys. Yeah. then that's like, okay, that's kind of a sort of a red flag, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: I definitely agree with everything you said. And I feel like that really does wrap up um, all that we can say about Atlanta. So we're gonna go ahead into I'll pass, which is the last um segment of our show. We talk about industry news or things we're passing on. Uh I'm gonna be passing on I think I may have mentioned this in another episode, but I don't really care. Uh HBO Max dissolving and turning <laughs> into Discovery Plus and like that whole ordeal. It's stupid, it's a terrible idea. We all know yeah. why. Because, you know, Warner Media is out to get their tax write offs to get their money, and they want to delete all the shows from the uh, streaming service. Also, Cartoon Network had signed a deal to have all their content be streamed exclusively on HBO Max, and now a lot of their stuff has been taken off the site to the point where like YouTube clips are being taken down and clips on Twitter are, and now piracy is the only option to really watch these shows. And it just shows mm-hmm. how like this art form is something that people really loved and enjoyed was a dream of theirs and to have your work on a streaming service is obviously an example of your work it shows that you should be employed and to take that off for your own corporate greed takes away people's desire to work in the industry and that also ties into Marvel and their problems with this release schedule of all these movies and tv shows coming out but people reportedly saying that they're overworked they're underpaid they're not taken care of and the reason why she Hulk looks the way she does is because i didn't get my uh break and you know all these other terrible things like not just people getting their break, but people like being overworked and fx artists not receiving the you know amount due like FX. they're not being
1: treated well
0: not being treated well yeah
1: yeah
0: it's all kind of like you want to be excited for these things it wouldn't be sad for Marvel, but then you remember the workers and I don't like Discovery Plus and I don't like HBO Max. And it's also been reflected with to Dumb for Netflix Have they fired a lot of their staff, mainly queer people that like give up their like freelancing jobs to work for Netflix, which is a huge company, but then they fired them all without severance pay. You just see yeah. streaming was like the answer to cable and how terrible it was, and now streaming is seeming worse than cable. Because yeah. of all the money that is has brought in, and now people are only looking to cash in on what worked on television. But television is not streaming, alright? Our 40-year-old yeah. grandfathers are watching uh, The Price is Right. Not 40-year-old. But, like, your grandfathers are watching The Price is Right on CBS every morning. They're not yeah. going to get Paramount+. Plus. They're not going to get Discovery. They're not going to get HBO Max. The They're just gonna want, chill. Yeah, the, the young people <laughs> want to watch Titans, Do Patrol and Infinity Train, and you took that away from us. It's not fair.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have my rants about that too, but like, I, I, I feel like, hmm, like, yeah, HBO and Netflix. I, I feel like it's not even them. It's like even Disney Plus, as you were saying, or like a, you know, like Disney as an enterprise. It's like a lot of these huge companies are doing the most. kind of make sure that they get their benefit Mm
2: -hmm. rather
1: than kind of their workers benefiting from the system and it really irritates me too because it's like if I was someone kind of wanting to enter that field because you were saying um, yeah it's like streaming was the answer or like the solution and then now it isn't so it's like where do we go next right
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so if I was a person to kind of like if I was interested in you know, selling my idea or my, you know, um, intellectual property, I guess, to these companies, like, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's a whole frustrating thing because I, I have, I've known, I know a lot of people, um, like a good amount of people who are, who have put their work with these streaming services and then now, like, they just have to go somewhere else and it really bums me out because I see a lot of creative, you mm-hmm. know, um, efforts into the way, because... The whole thing with some of these shows is that, like, they're not getting enough attention. And, you know, or that's what the executives feel. And that's just, like, you just have to give it time. Like, doesn't really... Like, have you seen um, that episode of Barry Season 3? Where it's, like, they're, the show is cancelled?
0: Um, I haven't watched Barry. I don't
1: do- okay, well, okay. So, there was a clip on Twitter that was, like, shown around. And it was, like, okay... Well, pretty much what it was is that there's a scene and this woman, uh, her show was canceled. And the reason why is that the algorithm, even though her show got like a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes, it's just that the algorithm was not detecting all the right things that it needed. And so like it just felt like, okay, so with HBO and uh, Netflix, they're canceling all these shows and films or removing them even just because they're not getting the attention and that's just not true because we know that there's a fan base for a lot of these titles so
0: yeah for a lot of the shows they have like online followings like infinity train i feel like people who a lot of times like shows don't need everybody to watch it it's just that there are those certain shows that fall into this certain niche for people yeah. obviously doom patrol resonates with people who like superhero shows and like dc Mm -hmm. um uh, titans as well um infinity train is for people who like to watch you know animated shows that are made for kids but also are good for adults and honestly i don't know what's gonna happen next because i don't work hbo max what i do know i don't pay for hbo max my sister does so if she keeps it she keeps it but if she doesn't she doesn't it's not any skin off my back because I have one two three movies and soap to go, so if you want to take this movies off, that's fine. Like, but I will I find say. a way. Yeah. I will find a way. All right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's always a way. Like even you may physical... lock the back
0: row movie in the vault, but you know what? Someone will put it on uh, one two three movies for me. So.
1: I mean, I know I know how to find like Titanic like online. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. So like like even if you take off. Like raw off of uh, Netflix, I can find that online with subtitles.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's always it sucks because like they're laying off so many people and yeah. you know, taking away this art simply so that you can um, get more money. But overall, I'm still gonna be able to watch the shows I want to watch. Yeah. And uh, that's that. uh, is there any? Is are there any news that you've heard that have grind your gears or? Is there anything else you'd like to add or mention or? Anything you'd like to promote?
1: Um, well, I have my site, The Cinema Spot. So we're on, you know, the the Boomer Facebook site. Hmm. Um, it's just, I think, I forgot what the at was. Um, yeah, Cinema Spot FB, I believe. I'll probably send you the links. Um, okay. Twitter is The Cinema Spot. It's like no spaces or like no capitalizations. And then Instagram, um, The Cinema Spot and an understore. We can't get the underscore, like, we can't get the handle without the underscore just because, I don't know, someone took that from us Mm -hmm. beforehand. Um, And then I'm trying to, like, personally, I'm trying to do my master's thesis on Watchmen and Atlanta, which I'm hoping, like, goes well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got that going for me. Um, Yeah, pretty much it. And then, you know, spooky season is coming up. So,
2: spooky season? Yeah.
1: So, I've been watching a lot of uh Nightmare Gnome Street lately just mm-hmm. to not that like knock that off my list before my actual list comes on mm-hmm. in October. So yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, Josh, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh guys, feel free to stream the podcast. Listen to Apple, listen on Spotify. And we'll see you next week in another pod. Um you don't have to sign off yet. I'm just gonna say like Bye.
2: Bye. And I was
0: just recording it. I just had to say bye so that the sign-off could go through.